0: Coming up on Marriage Today with Jimmy and Karen. God wants to use your tongue to create a great life and a great marriage and a great family and to bless other people. The devil wants to use your tongue to destroy your life, your family, and destroy other people. And whoever has control of your tongue has control of a powerful thing because with your tongue you can create death and with your tongue you can create life. talk about communication now training your mouth for marriage proverbs proverbs 18 says a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth from the produce of his lips he will be filled death and life are in the power of the tongue listen to that statement there death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit next verse is interesting he who finds a good wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Now, a man's stomach will be filled literally from the seed of his mouth is what this is saying. The produce means a seed-bearing entity. And then it goes on to say right after that, that uh, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Your marriage will never rise above the level of your mouth. What you do with your mouth will predict your marriage in every single case with no exceptions to that. And the simple premise of what the writer of Proverbs is saying here is to prepare for marriage, we have to prepare our mouths. And this astounding statement is made in Proverbs 18. The power of death is in your tongue, and the power of life is in your tongue. And here, I want you to listen here, what what I say. God wants to use your tongue to create a great life and a great marriage and a great family and to bless other people. The devil wants to use your tongue to destroy your life, your family, and to destroy other people. That is the absolute truth. And whoever has control of your tongue has control of a powerful thing because with your tongue you can create death and with your tongue you can create life. And I know this because I destroyed our marriage with my tongue. I'm I'm God made me to speak. God made me uh speaking as my gift. I've never been at a loss for words. I wish I should have been at times, but you know, before I got saved and even after I got saved, my my tongue was my weapon. My tongue was how I punished you if I didn't like what you were doing. And again, I'm very articulate. I'm articulate for the good, I'm articulate for the bad. And and Karen is not. Karen is a very wise person. She's certainly can say what she means, but she's not as quick as I am, and I use that against her. And so when we got married, I was dominant, and when I didn't get what I wanted, I I turned this on her, and beat her down, beat her down, accused her, made her think she was the whole problem, so on and so forth, and I saw my wife wilt before my eyes, and the night that our marriage was saved, that's when I apologized for the first time ever. I had never apologized to Karen for anything that I had ever done, and on the night that I apologized to Karen, and I hung my golf clubs up, because I golfed all the time, and you know, she certainly didn't feel like that she was a priority. And when I apologized to her, she said, what you've done with your mouth is the worst thing you've done to me. And I said, I know. And she said, uh, you know, I forgive you, but I don't trust you. And I said, I don't blame you, but I'll, I'll regain your trust. And so our marriage was saved, but for our marriage to be saved and healed and what it is today, I had to change what I was doing with my mouth. And I know that you'll agree with this. We live in a very vulgar, sarcastic, hateful world verbally, don't we? It's, I, I just, it's, it's astounding. And I don't know that there's ever been a world where there wasn't some of that. But the world we live in today is so vulgar and so hate filled. And what people say to one another is so unbelievable. You'll never have a good marriage till you get this thing right, all all of us. The power of death is in our mouth, but the other is also true. The power of life is in our mouth. You can give life to your spouse. You can give life to your marriage. You fell in love saying good things to each other. Every good marriage has a lot of good words in it. If you don't speak, well, you don't have a great marriage because you have to have words to have a good marriage. If you have bad words, you don't have a good marriage because bad words, I'm not talking about talking about negative things because you can do that and still have a great marriage. You need to do that. But I'm talking about how you use your mouth because when the Bible's talking about a man will live literally off the fruit of his mouth, good or bad, with your stomach or with your mouth, it's gonna fill your stomach. And it's not just talking about your stomach with food, your insides with life. Whatever you do with this is gonna have a dramatic impact on the insides of you. And it says, a man's stomach shall be satisfied literally from the seed of his mouth, from the produce of his lips, he will be filled. Our words are seed bearing entities. I I saw a program one time like on the the Discovery Channel and it was talking about migratory animals, whales, birds, animals that migrate for thousands of miles. And, And what animal researchers believe Is that they literally can see the electromagnetic fields of the earth that we cannot see. Like geese and and different animals that, and insects. Some insects, you know, uh, migrate for thousands of miles, butterflies and stuff. How are they able to go from an exact spot to an exact spot back to an exact spot? Well, what they, what they theorize is they literally can see the electromagnetic fields of the earth. They can see what we can't see. And so because of that, they can do what we can't do. Well, let me talk about this. If you could see in the realm of the spirit, what you would realize is every time you speak, a seed spits out. When you speak, your words don't evaporate. And I'll prove that to you from the Bible. Words do not evaporate. All words are consequential. Good words bring good results. Bad words bring bad results because all words are consequential. All words are important. There are no neutral words. Words are either good or bad. And so when we're speaking, if we could see in the invisible realm, we would understand what the writer of Proverbs is saying here, and that is, a man shall be filled from the seed of his mouth because every time he says something, a seed spits out, and then the next verse says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Listen, he who finds a wife finds a good thing, but but I want you to listen. God's not going to bring you a good woman for you to kill her with your mouth. That's what I did with my wife. And so sometimes we, we have to clean the slate on this thing and say, I'm going to take personal responsibility for what I do with my mouth, and in doing so, I understand that my family... What they do with their mouths isn't right. And I forgive them. I'm not judging them. I'm not harboring ill will. But I'm going to break this off me because I want to have a blessed marriage and family and I don't want to train my children in this. And if I have trained my children in this, I'm going to go and repent to them and make it right and tell them that what I've been doing with my mouth isn't right and I'm going to change. Sometimes we have to begin with a clean slate, but you have to understand you'll never have a marriage that rises above the level of your speech. Now listen to the words of Jesus. Listen to the words of Jesus, Matthew 12. Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven men. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him either in this age or the age to come. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or either make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, "'speak good things? "'For out of the abundance of the heart "'the mouth speaks. "'A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, "'brings forth good things. "'And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, "'brings forth evil things. "'But I say to you that for every idle word "'men may speak, they will give account of it "'in the day of judgment, for by your words "'you will be justified, and by your words "'you'll be condemned.'" So Jesus, first of all, refers to our words as fruit and our hearts as trees. And he says, make the tree good and the fruit good or make the tree bad and the fruit bad. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now listen, sometimes you will hear a person say, maybe you've said in a circumstance, you don't know my heart. I absolutely know your heart by your words. I absolutely know the nature of your heart by the nature of your words. Listen, a mean heart speaks mean words. Jesus said, your words are the fruit that come out of the tree of your heart. Your your heart is the tree that produces words. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. A dirty heart brings forth dirty words. A heart filled with hate. And unforgiveness brings forth hateful words. So a loving heart brings forth loving words. A pure heart brings forth pure words. We have to wake ourselves up and say my mouth is telling me the nature of my heart and I can't disassociate it and I come at you and I just lay you bare and I just rip into you and I curse at you and I call you every name and I get finished and say, well, I really didn't mean it. That's not my heart. It's your heart. It's in your heart. You got meanness in your heart. You got, you got dirtiness in your heart. That's in your, you can clean it up in an instant. I mean, you, Jesus said, make the tree good and the fruit good. You can do that in two seconds. It doesn't take two seconds. But understand, I've got to take responsibility. And Jesus says to us, we will give an account, listen, for every idle word that we've ever spoken on the day of judgment. Okay. Jesus said, I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you'll be justified, your words will be condemned. Now here's what the devil wants you to believe. Words are evaporative. They just evaporate. There's no big deal. You can say anything you want to say, turn around, go off, and those words just evaporated, and they need to get over it. They got, they got a problem anyway. They just need to get over it. Words just evaporate. Here's what Jesus wants you to understand. Your words are accumulating in the presence of God. And Jesus said, one day, every word you've ever spoken will meet you in judgment, even every idle word. Here's what that means. You're in the garage by yourself trying to fix something. You hit your thumb with a hammer, that word. <laughs> I want to give you the best news in the whole world. God's recorder has an eraser on it. It's called the blood of Jesus. And all of us have said dumb things. And the only thing you have to do to get all those words, bad words erased, are to say, God, forgive me, I repent. I shouldn't have said it. God says, great, no problem, I forgive you. So the good the good news is for a person who is humble and, and godly and We blow it. I mean, all of us blow it at times. You know, I've gotten to the point where I, you know, golf, I don't cuss, but I still think it sometimes. You know, so I'm getting better. But we blow it sometimes. We think that we think things we shouldn't think, we say things we shouldn't say. There's an eraser on the recorder if you take responsibility for it. But if you turn to your spouse and say, Well, you shouldn't have made me mad, you know that makes me mad. And I know what I said to you, but you made me mad. That's baloney. I don't care what you do to me. I can make a right response. And the Bible says, kind words are like honey dripping down into the innermost part of a person. And a soft answer turns away wrath. In the worst circumstance, if I say the right thing, it'll produce the right result. I've got to take responsibility for my mouth. Jesus says your words don't evaporate. They're accumulating in the presence of God, and they're so important that God will judge us one day. There, there Listen, there are people that have a bad mouth, and they've never taken responsibility, and they will be shocked one day in judgment to stand in God's presence and to have every word they've ever spoken recounted to them and for them to be judged Based on that. So again, when we're saved and the blood of Jesus saves us, those words, as we, you know, repent, those words are gone. Okay. We don't, we don't have to do that. But we have to understand that's how critical words are. I hope you enjoyed that teaching. You know, we love bringing this information to you. You know, you can succeed in marriage. All of us can succeed in marriage when we do it God's way. We just need the right information. And we really believe that this information is very important, you know, just to help you to grow in your marriage and to experience the marriage of your dreams. Right now, we want to put the full seminar into your hands. What you saw on today's program is just a very small part of a full seminar that I do called Sex, Love, and Communication. And right now, as you support the ministry and mission here at Marriage Today, we are a ministry that comes to you, but we're a mission that goes all over the world, helping people to succeed in marriage and family relationships. And right now, when you give to us a gift of any amount, we're going to send you my booklet. The Keys to Sexual Fulfillment in Marriage. It Really, it's a a booklet that's an easy read, powerful information to help you in the area of your sex life, which is so important. $45 or more right now, we're going to send you the full Sex, Love, and Communication seminar on CDs, four-part CD series, and the Sexual Fulfillment booklet. If you're a gift of $90 right now, we're going to send you the DVDs, the full seminar, Sex, Love, and Communication, four DVDs and the CDs and the Sexual Fulfillment in Marriage book. Tremendous resources to help bless you, to help you grow in your marriage relationship. You know something, you might be listening to those or watching those, or reading that booklet, and you may know somebody else that it might help, or you might get it for someone as a gift. So right now, we want you to get this information. Here's how you can get it. Sex, Love, and Communication. In this series, Jimmy Evans explains how these three work together to help you create a beautiful, passionate
1: marriage. Support Marriage Today with your best online gift of any amount, and we'll send you Jimmy Evans' book, The Keys to Sexual Fulfillment in Marriage.
0: Sex tells us that our differences have a dynamic to them, and here's what male and female means. It takes two to make one. Get your copy of the Sex, Love, and Communication series on CD and the book for your gift of $45 or more. For your gift of $90 or more, you'll receive the entire series on CD and DVD plus the book. This tiny little thing laying between your teeth has the power to build a remarkable marriage and a remarkable family and a remarkable life. Start talking and fall in love all over again. Get your copy of Sex, Love and Communication today. this program today is on training your mouth for marriage. It's about the importance of our words. And and what I do in this teaching is not just talk about how to communicate, but I just talk about the fact that words are so incredibly powerful. You know, Proverbs says that the power of life and death is in our mouth, and he who loves it will eat its fruit. And it's interesting, next verse says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So when we're going to be married successfully, every good marriage has good words in it. Every bad marriage either has no words or bad words. And so earlier in our marriage, Karen, I mean, we had, mm-hmm. I, I, my mouth was just awful. Mm-hmm. And it really destroyed our relationship. So we have some questions from some of our viewers related to communication.
1: Mm-hmm. The first one, my husband has determined there are a few issues we shouldn't talk about. They always end in a big disagreement. Is this normal in marriage?
0: Yeah, I think, it, I think it's normal, but it's not good. No. And um, what I say about communication, there's three types of communication. There's proactive communication, mm-hmm. there's reactive communication, and there's radioactive communication. And so proactive communication means we're going to sit down and we're going to talk this thing out outside of the emotion of the moment, okay? When you do a budget, mm-hmm. the the importance of doing a budget is taking financial decisions out of the emotion of the moment, mm-hmm. okay? It's proactive communication. Mm-hmm. So we may argue and the issue of a budget, by the way, isn't money, it's values. Mm-hmm. You're not talking about dollars, you're talking about value system. So maybe we're gonna fight, maybe we're gonna disagree, but we're gonna proactively do it and get it all over with here so that we can go on and and not fight later mm-hmm. on, okay? Well, if you don't do that, if you don't proactively communicate, then you're gonna reactively communicate. That means every time this issue comes up, we're gonna react to mm-hmm. it. The kids, uh, you know, it may be a blended family issue, it may be money or whatever, we're reacting to it. And the more we react to it and hurt each other, then it becomes a radioactive issue. Somebody's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay, So we, we can't discuss this. So, what this husband is saying to his wife is, you know, there's just some things we can't talk about. Don't bring them up. We're going to get in a fight. Well, he's waving the white flag. Mm-hmm. The problem is, these are issues in their marriage that need to be discussed.
1: They have to be talked
0: about. They have. So, we do a vision retreat every year. We teach people how to do a vision retreat where you get away for three or four days without the kids. Wake up in the morning, you take half a day and you pray and talk about everything in your marriage. We have a resource here and it helps you to go on a vision retreat and write down everything that you believe the Lord is saying to you about every issue in your relationship. It's proactively communicating Mm -hmm. in a patient manner Mm -hmm. over a period of time that gives you enough time to talk and you might fight. You know, When you go on a vision retreat, you might fight. Fine, get it over with. Mm -hmm. Proactively communicate, deal with it. And I promise when you leave that vision retreat, you'll have a new marriage. Mm -hmm. And so it's proactive communication. Mm -hmm. So you need to take the time to sit down, and for this couple or for any other couple watching, if you can't solve a problem on your own, go get help. Mm -hmm. Getting help is not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of wisdom. Smart people get help, Uh, teachable people get help. And so you know, if it's something you can't deal with, say, honey, I know maybe we can't talk about it, let's go talk to a pastor or a counselor or something like that. And something that's very difficult for you to talk about, it may be very easy once someone helps you to kind of give a, a a few tips there. That's good. Okay, let me read this question to you now. My wife always tells me I can't do anything right. She's never happy. I wish she'd care more about what I'm going through. How do I get her to stop nagging? <laughs> Karen Evans.
1: Do you think I nag?
0: I'm not answering that.
1: <laughs> you know I don't. You don't. You don't. <laughs> but it's a good question. I mean, but I mean, the reason I'm asking because how would I, she, he tell her not to stop, I mean, stop nagging? Because nothing makes a woman more angry than, you know, to be yeah. told don't nag. So
0: Well, the, he says there that she tells him he never does anything right. Mm-hmm. The number one need of men is respect.
1: Exactly. Okay, it's That's the, what I was thinking.
0: It's the mega need of men. So when a wife says to her husband, I'm sure she's frustrated with him, you know, and that, uh, when a wife says to her husband, uh, you never do anything right. That's called globalization, by mm-hmm. the way. If I, if a, if a wife says to her husband, honey, you tell me you're going to take out the trash, you don't take it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm specifically complaining about a specific issue mm-hmm. and I'm not calling you names. Okay. But when I say to you, you never do anything, I'm globalizing it now. Okay. For a man, that just sucks all the oxygen out of his world, and it also demotivates him to do mm-hmm.
1: anything. Well, I'm thinking maybe he should have another conversation with her and maybe just address, you know, the, the fact that maybe she does have some anger and, and resentment and unforgiveness towards yeah. him, you know, because it sounds like she's in the area of contempt. You know, exactly. that she's having contempt that's for right. him, so he can't do anything right. Uh, that's you right. know, and, and he may mm-hmm. need to go back and say, if I made you mad, and you're good at this.
0: Well, and, I think you're exactly right. I think there's contempt there, which means aged anger. Mm-hmm. And it also completely distorts your view of, in other words, when you don't have contempt, there's affection, mm-hmm. there's good memories. When you have contempt, the affection leaves, everything's cynical and bad. And so there's, there needs to be forgiveness on her part, but, it, but also understanding you're not going to motivate your husband by disrespecting him. Yeah. And you can complain. You, you're, your husband's equal. You can complain. But the enforcer needs to be God, not you. And so she's using her mouth. She's using her words to punish him, thinking maybe that it'll help, but it's not going to help.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. This woman writes, Ever since the kids moved out, we've been doing our own thing and aren't really connecting or talking anymore. Is this
0: normal? Ever since the kids left home, we're not connected. Well, let me go back to, in one of our other programs, Karen, we talked about people who give up their marriage for their children. Mm -hmm. And then the children leave and there's nothing left. Okay, It sounds like this couple related around the kids.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: so the kids were kind of the center of attention Mm -hmm. and everything happened around the kids. And then when the kids left, really their reason for existing left. Mm -hmm. Okay, And now they don't have anything to talk about. Mm -hmm. Your marriage comes first and your children are gonna leave, hopefully. You know, when they turn 18 or 19 or 34, at some point they're gonna leave the house, I mean, if you're successful. Mm -hmm. And when they leave, I mean, you've got another 30 or 40 years or so with an empty nest, Mm -hmm. and your kids are gone, and we're very close to our children, but still that doesn't mean we see them every day. Mm -hmm. They wanna be, they want some separation there. Mm -hmm. It's very short-sighted to give up your marriage for your children, so it's not too late for you, Mm -hmm. but you need to build your relationship. In fact, maybe one or both of you just needs to take responsibility and say, I'm sorry for giving up on our marriage when our children were here. Well,
1: maybe mm-hmm. they, should, they should just kind of make an agreement. Hey, let's do something fun and different, and let's just start dating again. Exactly. You know, let's like, exactly. let's just, you know, I'm going to call you, and we're going to act like we just right. met and be dating and, and start up the whole thing over again.
0: Exactly, Karen. They can rebuild this relationship. You know, God is a powerful God, and nothing is impossible with God. But just like you built your relationship the first time, just start over again. Mm-hmm. But but understand you made a mistake. You made a mistake in putting something before your marriage. Put your marriage first. Work at it. You'll fall back in love. We did. Mm-hmm. You know, we were we were on the brink of divorce and out of love. And, and we worked at it. And, and your emotions come uh, back. And not just come back. Your emotions will be resurrected when you do the right thing. So we encourage you to do that. Thank you. For watching today, and let me just say, you know, we're a mission and a ministry that goes all over the world. We're in across America and over 100 million homes several times a day and over 200 countries worldwide. Every week, millions of people are receiving ministry, watching our program, and we're very thankful for that opportunity. And We do this via television, and it's very expensive, but let me just say, you're worth it. And the other people that see this program, you're worth it the ministry that you receive, but we have to have people standing with us financially to be able to afford this. We're only able to come to you right now because the precious people who have stood with us financially. Would you consider giving your most generous gift right now to help us here at Marriage Today? Take our message across America and around the world. You have information on your screen, uh, phone numbers on your screen. You can call and use your bank card to give. You can go on our secure website there, and give that way, or you can mail your gift. Our address is there on your screen. Thank you for watching today, and thank you for standing with us financially. We have some more information. to watch this. Life is a journey, once full of hope, to make this world a better place, to leave a legacy to the ones we love. But somewhere along that journey, we've lost our way
1: gotten what's
0: important. When marriage is no longer respected, couples begin to separate and their children begin to suffer. Marriage is the future. We must build marriage. And what we love to do here at Marriage Today is give people hope because marriage works. Marriage works wonderfully. God would never create anything for failure. God's plan for marriage is perfect. You have a 100% chance of success in marriage. Marriage Today is here to help every couple thrive. Even if you failed, even if you came out of a broken home, even if you've never seen a good marriage, every person can succeed in marriage, and that gives hope. We love helping people in marriage, but we have to have support to do that. In our television program, in our live events, in everything that we do, we know that we're touching millions of lives every year and millions of families. Would you stand with us as we build marriages in America and around the world? The families that we help and the children that we keep together with our parents are because of you. Please consider giving your most generous gift to help us here at Marriage Day lift the standard around the world for marriage and family. Thanks for watching. Follow Marriage Today for more marriage building tips and resources.